podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Yippee! There'll be no wedding bells for today. Cause I got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle, jingle, jangle. As I go riding merrily along, jingle, jangle. And they sing, Oh, ain't you glad you're single? Jingle, jangle. And that song ain't so very far from wrong. There's the commercial jingle out of the way. It's the day trippers. Sorry. What was that? It's the day trippers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, a shite one-all draw with a Malaysian binman select 11, along with the end of our Asian and Australian legs of the pre-season tour, has put a bit of dampener on our pre-season buzz. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't plenty to talk about this week. I'm Paul Brennan, and my captors tonight in my attempt to make this the worst podcast in history so I don't have to host again are Stephen Daly, Dave Thomas, Quiff Fancier, Phil Phil Casey, and the undead second-time contributor, Trev Downey. (laughs) I'm going to talk about all all the action that's gone down this week. Keep it moving. Keep What's happening? Yeah, what, what has happened though? I'll count you in. <laughs> <laughs> Two, one, go. Right then, we're going to begin with a little look at our rivals then. But first of all, I think we have to kind of figure out who our rivals are. Because <laughs> I came in thinking like we'd have a look at Chelsea, Arsenal, United. But then the, Phil the, the more I thought, like, are we looking at Spurs, Southampton, and Everton here? <laughs> what do you think, Phil? Yeah, I'm with you on this now. Um, well, you're not with me. I, I said I'm beginning to think. Yeah, no, no. You're with me on this one, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> well, look, I don't see Chelsea and City being our rivals, to be honest with you, right? And I can't... I, Arsenal is our target. Uh, always is our target to, to make top four. And But I do think that Arsenal could be very strong this year. Of, yeah. of, of all the teams that are looking likely to challenge for the title, they probably needed the least amount of players. And they've signed a very good goalkeeper in Petr Cech. They still need to make one or two signings, probably another centre forward and, and a defensive midfielder. And if they did, they'd have a very, very strong squad. You'd say, like, if they got their shit together, they could very well challenge for the title. So if you finish above Arsenal, you're definitely going to be in the top three. Yeah. From, from me. So then, then it's down to, right, so where, where, we go, where do we go to next? United, Tottenham, ourselves. Like Southampton have done it the last two years, they put themselves there, thereabouts in terms of of, of being top four, four, five, six, whatever it is, you know. Um, so I'd be looking at saying primarily, I'd say Spurs ourselves and United then are scrapping out for that fourth place. Yeah, no, not you don't think the Ev are getting anywhere near us, no. Well, I think Everton will do a lot better this year than last year because they don't have the Europa League. But do I think no? Look again, their 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 squad is smaller than than all the other teams, and you can boil it down to the numbers. That will t- take its toll at some stage during the season, as it, as it always has for Everton. So I don't look. They, they might do well. They could be talking about being above us and winning the league um, at Christmas time. But by the time we get to the end of the season, they'll be beneath us again. Okay, I, I'm surprised at the. I'm surprised you're Arsenal, Sean. I don't see it. I mean, I think that. Yeah, but you're wrong. Well, Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> yes. signed Sanchez last year, you know, and 
got less points than they got the year before. They haven't added anyone. They've added a goalkeeper who I don't think wins on points. I don't think they lost their, their third best defensive record in the league last you, year. So but you, you don't think Czech is a massive upgrade on Chesney and the. the I think likes. on an individual player. And Ospina, who's the most divorced man on earth. <laughs> I think on an individual <laughs> player basis, he's an upgrade. Yeah. But you've got to look at does that get them more points? I mean, that's the whole point, right? What does he. What, does he change something that was broken last season I don't think he does necessarily United are further ahead than Arsenal I mean United need to add one player right if they add a striker but they don't even need to add a striker I think the defence is still dodgy they have they've made some annoyingly good that. signings though. I mean they got mm. Schneiderlin yeah, in I, there Schweitzer but Schneiderlin will probably make a, make a difference to them definitely I think he makes a probably definitely they're yeah. better, <coughs> they've signed a right back so they're better at right back but centre backs they keep in De Gea I don't know I'm but, telling you, I mean, and even the even the centre back they were looking to buy Ramos, I, you know, I just don't think it was the right centre back for them. Mm. But I think United, I, I don't see how I think Arsenal have more to do left in this window than than United, than United do, and I like they still need a a, a midfielder. Arsenal could do with a centre back as well, and they need they definitely need a forward. If you look at if they're honestly looking to challenge for the title, they need a striker that's going to get them 25 goals, and they don't have that. We see my my, my take on it. It's just that Arsenal had less to, had less to buy in this window. They had less, but United have done eighty percent of their business. Arsenal have Arsenal have signed one goalkeeper. Yeah, but again, there's still a lot of time to go in the window. Well, no, but we're assessing on right now, right? Not this fantasy thing where you fill the <laughs> squad up, like you know. My my biggest hope for United would be that you know Real go big for De Gea towards the end of the window, or else De Gea's had his head turned because I think. If they do lose him, or if he doesn't repeat what he did last year, then what Phil said about their defence comes into play, mm, I yeah. think, because mm. he saved them so many points. You, you're looking at it. Like, we, look- we were disgusting last year, and De Gea got them top yeah, four yeah, yeah, over yeah. us. You're looking at the right... I mean, you know, it's like we put the most optimistic gloss on our business, and we're saying, well, I can see, oh my God, all this is going to click, and it's all going to work. <laughs> yeah. And then you're looking at United, or, or someone like United, and you're trying to go... Yeah, but they're centre backs, you know, and mm. Schweinsteiger's his ankle's yeah. gone, and <laughs> Schneidlin, that's a big step up for him now. How is he going to do? And Depay is fucking very raw, very raw. And if Rooney, if Rooney gets hurt, then they got no striker at all, you know. Uh, so that's what we do, right? You try and talk down someone else. And where do you sit on this business where Phil reckons we're scrapping it out with fucking Fulham uh, or look, something like this? If you can't, if you can't start the season hoping that <laughs> you're going to be rivals with the likes of City and Arsenal and all yeah. that. What's the fucking point? Seriously, and at worst, I can completely see the realism of it. Just what's the point? I want, I want to be in La La Land for another couple of weeks. Yeah, you want, you uh, want that, 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 yeah, part, like that month La La of bliss where you're kind of thinking, oh yeah, yeah we're going to fucking win the league here. And listen, we, we've the, the Liverpool echo this evening has told us that we've stolen a march over our rivals, Manchester United, and we are going to sign Thomas Muller. This is fucking amazing news. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing news. And, and, and as a result, I'm all turning around. I think we're going to win the league. Well, we are waiting with bated <coughs> breath now for Muller and Royce. And, so, yeah. Kovacic. Yeah, what does he exist? Nope. Yeah, but we thought, <laughs> we thought Joe Gomez didn't exist and he, he turns out to be the best player as, 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 <laughs> as I said last week, how do we know that that's Joe Gomez? Anyone. That is very true. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, uh, I mean, I don't think we're... I, I think that I could totally get, like, if you look at where we finished last season and the way we... Perform last season, but even then, only Spurs finished ahead of us. So, yeah. no, you could you, argue Spurs is a your, po- your point about look, we're looking at other people and we're looking at um, we're clutching at straws about the weaknesses they might have, and it's a, it's a fair fucking point because uh, we're trying to paint ourselves in the best possible light. But look, Benteke is going to start the season up front for us on his own. Sturge is not going to be back for a couple of months, so we've got to go with this, right? Yeah. We've got a, a, another wonderful attacker from Mino, Coutinho is going to come back in. Maybe it will work. Well, us and United had the most to do, and we've done the most, right? So, yeah. City have added Sterling. I still think they have a lot of gaps in their uh, in their team. They need a central midfielder. But again, it's wishful thinking, right? Yeah, it's wishful yeah. thinking. Yeah. Chelsea have added Falcao. That's it. Um, United have done a lot. We've done a lot. So it depends on whether you're the type of person that thinks that stability is more important. Which, let's be honest, if we'd only sign two players this window, everyone would be going fucking mental, right? <laughs> so you either, if you think stability is more important, then Chelsea and Arsenal and City are probably the most stable. But if you think that actually the transfer market is how you make quantum leaps, then us and United have probably have the most reason to feel positive because we've done the most business. We've 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 got the best hand. And also, like we're trying to poke holes in the teams above us, but I think we're 
our fan base is probably guilty more than Spurs fan base is of building Spurs up our fan base every year seems all to think time, like yeah. Spurs are gonna remember they signed all the fucking <laughs> midfielders and yeah. we were like oh no and we absolutely demolished them so I think we are guilty as well of going the teams around us like Southampton as well are another team where remember all of our all the Liverpool fans are like oh, we're not gonna get in the top yeah, four but Southampton, Southampton just signed Stephen, signed Stephen Coker so they're going down so oh. I wouldn't even worry about something like that. Like, oh, the Neil Redfern effect. He is bas- they're down basically. I mean, I you know they're basically they got, with uh, fifteen points. Shorty Classy during the week, wasn't it? I don't know. Have they actually signed him yet? Yeah, yeah. Classy's played for them, hasn't he? I think he has. Yeah, I think that's done. Yeah. yeah. But like, going back to your sports point, they, they finished what above five of the last six seasons. Yeah, which is well, we've been so shit I, for five. No, no, but I'm just saying. Seasons, like, if, if if you look at it and you look at where we are, with uh, take away that one season where we finished second. Yeah. We still have a lot to prove that we're we're a top five team. Yeah, but I think I think our, a lot of our fans do build Spurs up, and they're basically just kind of like another version of us. Maybe a couple more points a few of the years. Mm. I, don't, I, I think we like we constantly our fans seem to think Spurs, oh, Spurs have improved, yeah. and we're yeah. gonna, like they're going to not blow us out of the water. Like whereas if we get our shit together, we usually finish ahead of Spurs. Yeah, I think Spurs. Spurs well, don't though. That's the thing. Now, if we get our shit together, then, no, I know it's a big <laughs> if, but if we do, we will finish ahead of Spurs. But you're right about you know, it's. It, you you know you can look at what other teams are doing and you can think Jesus Christ that's I mean that's such a great move. Whereas if we made that move, we'd probably be more critical of it. I mean the Pedro thing is a good example of, you know, everyone, you know I see a lot of people going Pedro for United. Oh my God, what a signing that is! But I'm telling you, if we sign Pedro for twenty two million, half of our fan base would be going. Mm, not sure about that now you know bit of a Barca region to be fair, another Bojan like, <laughs> to be fair, he was linked to us and it was sort of like some fans thought brilliant some fans thought oh I don't know about that and then all the fans thought oh shit he's going to United so, so that was yeah. you know a three time European Cup winner a five league title winner whatever the hell he is World Cup winner European Championship winner and we, our fans or some of us and probably people around the table would go hmm <laughs> but a fairness, sure, right? You know, like, uh, yeah. No, we 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 had this chat about Pedro when he was linked to us last year, mm. and we were saying, okay, yeah, on paper it makes sense, you know, wing forward, somebody that scores goals, the whole lot. But the problem with Barcelona players, and let's stand over, they don't necessarily adapt when they leave Barcelona, especially the ones that have come through the Masi and have only played the Barcelona way right the way through their career because that's all they know. So mm-hmm. unless they're going to a similar setup and a, a team that has similar beliefs, it takes them a longer time to adjust. Bojan is, is a fucking classic example. Like He's been to a billion clubs until yeah. he arrived at Stoke. And look, he's at Stoke, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, again, it's a mid-table side that if you have... 10 good games in a season of some people are thinking well, you know he's a decent player he can do it at a bigger side and mm. they generally don't Charlie Adams is a great example of that like, yeah. do you know? I just think I mean the Pedro is just an example of how you can look at it how your perspective of another signing is clouded by whether you're signing them or whether the club is signing them yeah, you know, exactly. <coughs> Benteke is the ultimate one as well Benteke is a great example yeah. of I genuinely think if Chelsea signed Benteke we'd all be going fucking hell that's a people would be worried well I said a few weeks ago that I kind of like when Benteke came onto the scene I was like Jesus he's really good but when I heard we were interested yeah. I was like oh, fuck. I fucking <laughs> went yeah, mental yeah. <laughs> so yeah I think yeah you have a point there I'm um, sort of linked to that then uh, what are the expectations going into this season the expectations but what do we think we should be aiming for and what do we think we're going to get then Yes. Segue. Segue, you do. Yeah. A smoother segue than Enrique. So, what. what Look, Travis shit himself here. They're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, I've uh, gone quiet. Would, uh, <clears throat> Look, my expectation, I think if, if he doesn't get top four, he's, he's going to get fired. Or if he doesn't make a very good fist of it. That's mm. just a sentence, though. What's your expectation? <laughs> <laughs> so, I look at this two ways, right? I think that legitimately we have a squad that could finish top four but I struggle <coughs> with who's going to not finish in top four I mean that's that's what I genuinely think that's my issue as well who's, who's who do we bump out here, right yeah the, uh, the only ones I see are or who do we outperform rather than who do we drop poten- who do we outperform potentially here? United if their signings don't work and potentially City if they go to shit because, ever, because and, Arsenal aren't going to go to shit United were very unconvincing last year like they finished ahead yeah. of us but they, they stumbled over the line I think your shout if they lost their goalkeeper at the last minute that would be fucking hopefully yeah but I sort of think I, I want a tilt at top four like a proper one where we're going to the last few games with a chance of getting in top four I take that because I think that the teams around that area are quite strong mm. just I don't know if we're going to get that far because 
I, there, there is this kind of poisonous cloud around Rodgers where people are just waiting for him. People want the Klopp in and they're waiting for Rodgers to fuck up. And I think it, I think it's just going to be horrible if we hit any sort of poor form. And that's that's and that's, that's, what, that's what clouds my expectation is the Roger, yeah. the Rodgers thing because I think it'll go so bad so quickly exactly, if we have a yeah. few bad results. But the reality is. People need to pull their head out of their ass. He's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They've just spent eighty million pound buying him all the players he wants. They replaced his, his backroom staff with all the people he wanted. <coughs> they have not lessened his responsibility. They haven't appointed a director of football. Mm-hmm. They Klopp was on the market. They could have went to get him. So people expecting. First of all, they will not sack him mid-season. But they've imagined, imagined the amount of energy is going to be invested in actually hating and, and, and being negative about him when, if we lost the first two or three games. Um, it'll be unbelievable. And like you say, it's a waste of time but because he's my, not going anywhere. But then, they, yeah, I agree. It'll, be, it'll in, be exhausting, but they're not going to fire him. And bearing in mind that the 13 14 season is going to be even further back in people's memories. Like, they're, they're, it's not going to be like, well, we'll give him one more go because of last season. This time, if he does run into trouble, he's probably, like, I think it's. But look at the fixture list. He's got, they've got already got the rationale for why they wouldn't fire him after a bad start they've already got look at those first seven away so they've already got you know the excuse to give him time let the fixture list stabilise go into you know a series of fixtures whereby it's a little bit more kind of personally I, I don't think it's going to come to that I, I actually think we'll start well but like people sitting there going he'll be fired by Christmas if it I mean it's going to have to go Hodgson level horrific mm. for, it to, for them to even contemplate getting rid of it they didn't want to fire Hodgson but don't do remember you, that, like you know. Do you think? Do, do you think it's the, like it, the setup is there that like the fans like, it could get that venomous with them? Because I it, don't like, know. I mean, it's difficult to judge. I think a lot of it will be about the ground rather mm. than the online press. It's difficult to gauge what what that would be like. I mean, look, everything everything is a fucking disaster on Twitter. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's mm. like you know, everything's bad. Phil, you're you're steaming to say something there. Go on. My expectation for this year is to get back into the Champions League by hook or by crook mm. right and I don't know if we can do it through the league but I know we can do it by winning the Europa League oh here we go I'm fucking serious this, oh, oh. Yeah, that's a good shout too yeah yeah. I, I mean I'd be with him as well <clears throat> it, it oh. kills, and it kills two boards at one stone you win a trophy you win a European trophy so his, if you win that like fucking straight away Rogers has won a European trophy and he's also got the club back in, into the Champions League and it's, it's, it's it, I still don't think it's as hard a trophy to win as it is to break the top four with the t- with the four teams ahead of us well the five if you include Spurs given that we, we didn't finish ahead of them last year so you know we have to get above Spurs for a start our, our aim should, as I said to you our aim in every single sh- season should be to finish above Arsenal right? mm-hmm. that's, that's the minimum aim that we should be doing it's not top four it's finish above Arsenal because if, if you finish above Arsenal there's a good chance you're going to finish toward if you, f- if you just fall short of finishing above Arsenal you're probably going to end up fourth yeah. like that's, yeah. uh, that's always a target for me and then like the season before last, I still believe that we got it into our heads that we could catch Arsenal and get past Arsenal after we hammered them. Remember in, in, in yeah. the February that year, right? And then as soon as, as soon as that belief was there and we wanted to put space between ourselves and them to, to consolidate and get, get over the line quickly for the Champions League, straight away you're into a run which takes into a title challenge. Mm. So now, and this is not me saying we're in for a title challenge, but I just think the logic is get above Arsenal, stay above Arsenal, and then a- anything can happen after that. Yeah. So, you, like, you think it's easier to win the Europa League, but do yeah. you, th- like, and, uh, like, yeah, on paper it is, just give the Europa League everything, win it, and you're in ignore, the Champions League. Ig- ignore the fucking League Cup. Ignore the FA Cup, right? And, I, and I'll tell you why. And this is, the, this is the mad logic that always gets to me, right? People always say, oh, win the League Cup, win the FA Cup, good tradition, history, and the whole lot. Win those two trophies, you're in the fucking Europa League, which everyone is then also turning around saying, Europa League's a lot of bollocks. Win okay, the Europa yeah, but, League, but and you're you, in the Champions League. Do you, lo- do you look at us under Rodgers and t- think that, it would be easier, more realistic for us to go and win a win a, a European Cup when he's been so bad in Europe. Basically, let's let's well, put it that way. Where, outside, whereas he has shown that he can if, put if, league if runs you, together. Okay, if if you want to, the most likely cup he'd win is the League Cup because mm. that's the one that's had the, the biggest number of winners over the last twenty years. Right, yeah. the FA Cup tends to be won by a team that's in the top four. Yeah, right. So you're only really going to be likely to win the FA Cup if you finish in the top four. Right, so I'm saying to you, it's going to be a tough note for us to crack the top four. 
we're wasting energy with concentrating on the FA Cup and the League Cup because neither of them get you into the Champions League. Mm. So our, all our focus and all our energy for this whole season has to be on the two things that can get us into the Champions League. And everything after that is just a complete distraction. And this, this bollocks I hear about, we just send a second string into, into the Europa League and the whole lot. If that gets you through the group, fine. But if it doesn't, then to me, that's another European failure in Rodgers' book. And Rodgers, of, of all the things he has to do, we're talking about, he has to get top four the whole lot. His record in Europe as Liverpool manager is fucking pathetic. Yeah, I agree with most of what you're saying up to the point where I think it's far more realistic that he, he kind of picks the league, you know, he beats one of the t- teams like in and around us over the course of a season in the league. Then he goes out and just suddenly cobbles together this giant run in Europe and wins the cup but it's progress isn't it it's, it's, it's learning I think, I think both are unlikely to be honest like yeah. both are uh, uh, like neither of them are a slam dunk the thing that makes me slightly nervous about the top four thing is I think the top four the gap between say Chelsea and City mm. and Spurs or let's say Chelsea and Arsenal and let's say Southampton then rather than Spurs the gap between, say, the top four and five and the rest of the league is going to be bigger next season than ever. Mm. So, like, it would not surprise me for Chelsea to go through the league unbeaten. You know, would not surprise me if Arsenal only lost two games and they were probably against other title rivals. Do you know what I mean? The cannon fodder in the league. So the amount of, I think the amount of points you're going to need next season to get into the top four is going to be bigger than what it was last season and probably bigger than it was the season before. So actually, our ask is is bigger. It's not that it's, Impossible, or, un, or even un, uh, you know, much more unlikely. But Europe, I think it's easier to plot the strategy to win the Europa League than it is to plot a strategy to win the Premier League. And also, and, and, uh, top and also, Dave, our squad is better set up than it's ever been under Rodgers yeah, exactly. for a European exactly. tilt. There's a lot more t- attacking talent available that isn't, like you said, second string. Yeah, it's proper footballers there, and they could have a half decent defence going out each time and I heard today somewhere I think every single game we have in Europe in the group stage is followed by a home match yeah. which is a massive advantage mm, as well I do the two team thing but I play the second team in the league against the cannon fodder in the league mm. like I think if you're playing Besiktas in the Europa League and then your game on Sunday is against Sunderland then but put, it, out, it, put it, out the, Europa the Markovic league. the Ibs the Origis but, against but, but again mm. the Europa League offers you the opportunity in the group stages to be more conducive to rotating the squad around because there's going to be a lot of teams from poorer leagues that you should be able to beat easier than say the cannon fodder in the Premier League so Possibly, you can yeah. you can actually take it game by game without disrupting your whole season when you look but at that's it that another way. massive challenge for Brandon because he, that, he hasn't looked like he can do that but Trev, yeah. that's exactly you know? what he has to do this yeah. is what I'm talking about yeah. learning and progression big jump for, for him this year if he is to, retain, to, to maintain his position as Liverpool manager into the future that's a critical learning point for him and it's a critical progression in his managerial career because if he can't manage a team that plays in Europe and plays in the league at the weekend or can't manage in Europe, hmm. then he has no future in my And opinion. it has to happen this season. Yeah. Yeah, it's his last but he's year. got the squad fire, I think is your point, Trevor. Yeah, I, I, we're better set up than we have been. I mean, we've yeah. signed, what, 14 players in two summers? I mean, yeah. you know, we're, this is can't do it this yeah. season. Yeah. And I don't know the strategy. I, I just think that the idea of writing off the Europa League as just, you know, a glorified training session for our reserves is mental. That's bananas. You know, he, he's either going to blend it and not have two teams and, you know, take it in chunks of 10 games and say, OK, these 10 mm. games, you know, Milner and Henderson are probably going to play. I think that's them. the most likely. Yeah. And you play them in Europe and at the Premier League, mm. you know. I think he'll do things like that and, and look to rotate more as the season goes on, uh, get through the group stages, then see where we're at. Yeah. Okay, Like so he has a lot of options in the squad and one of the things that's been kind of gaining traction this week is who's going to start in defence, specifically central defence. Yeah. Now, a few weeks ago, Phil, this was put to you and you thought, that's a load of bollocks given out about who's playing in friendlies. <laughs> but as the friendlies have worn on, Mamadou Saka isn't playing much and when he does, it seems to be with, like certain reserve teams like it, it's it's a second string team that he's playing in and Dejan Lovren is kind of playing quite a lot in, in the first team so yep. what do you think now has your tune changed at all yep 
<laughs> We're not on Periscope at the moment, but this is the most resigned I've ever seen. <laughs> I said to you that weeks ago that I reckoned he'd start the season as, alongside Skirtle as our first choice centre back, um, and I'd sort of resign myself in, in the same way that I'd resign myself that we were signing Benteke. I'd resign myself that Lovren would start the season. But, but that's your natural pessimism coming out. It, there it, it's like. not, but when, when <laughs> everyone else was kind of saying, oh my God, Lovren's going to start the season, you were kind of going, no, that's bollocks. This is only friendlies. Uh, at, uh, initially, yeah. And then they decided to send Sacco off just to take selfies in the crowd and get his bib signed by the man, right? So I said to myself, look, you know what I mean? You can lose your plot over what goes on in friendlies and the whole lot and you can and, and you can lose your plot over who's going to start the season. But look, what, what's happened every year with Sacco is that he's been binned Mm. and then the person that's been playing instead of him has been utterly shit and he's got in kept his place and that person who was meant to start the season ends up in the bin so you know I, I know I'm going to have to go through a few weeks of loving but then he'll be gone soon enough <laughs> and Saka will be back in so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lose the plot over this Dave I think you you think of it differently you think Saka's going to start do you? Well I think if you look at aside from two friendly game selections which could be for a number of reasons right? Yeah. could be like Leverin does need to get game time. He does need to like build his confidence up a little bit. He does need to like sell him. Well, they're not going to sell him. <laughs> so this is this is what's so stupid about some of these arguments is you can't just like don't care stupid throw him into the the sixteen side and say we're never going to talk to you again. Like he's part of the squad. I think that I do think they're worried about Sago's fitness as well. Like yeah. know, he suffers a lot of muscle strains and that. So I wonder are they thinking, geez, all the climate changes and the travel and the jet lag and all that kind of stuff, throwing this guy into like you know, competitive games is probably not the smartest thing to do. We don't need to do that. Mm. Um so I personally the other massive bit of evidence is that he started Sacco in every game when Lovon was fit for the last six months. So he's yeah. he started Sacco every time. So like why would he when every time Sarko's been fit for the last six months, he started, right? So I don't see what's changed over the summer that makes Roger suddenly go, oh, I'll, you know, I'll bomb him out. But there, there is the perception that he, um, you know, the threshold for where he says that's unacceptable from Sacco is quite lower than what it is for Lovren. Like, Lovren seems to get away with a lot more. I think a lot of times we project, you know, theories onto what the manager does. And the reality is, I'm sure it's not as sinister as people would like to make out that I, he, f- he fucking hates Sacco and he loves Lover. Like, Sacco was a committee sign-in and Lover's his sign-in. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah, loves... Yeah. You know, it's absolute bollocks. We, you don't get to see is these players in training. Like I, I, no, I, I, agree. I agree with you. That. I, don't, I don't think it's a cynical kind of, I'll show the committee now yeah. on Ben, ben Sacco. <laughs> but I do think he has a bit of bias towards the players that he kind of said, right, I Because want he him. has a way of playing. Like, every manager, he has a way of playing. Right, that in his head, whether that transcends itself onto the pitch, yeah. in his head, he thinks this is the way I want to play, and this player or these players or this way of playing or this style or this tactic or whatever is going to work for me. Obviously, that doesn't always happen. But are you honestly telling me that Brendan Rogers, who, if as we've all just talked about, right, could get sacked as manager, is going to deliberately weaken his team to make a point to a group of men that he has to work with every day? That he's going to deliberately make his team weaker? Or does he know he's weakening his team? But that's, another, well, that's 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 really helpful. But that's where it's different, right? He might genuinely think that love run for the way he wants to play is a better sign. Yeah, I don't think that, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm worried about, though. I, I don't think it is a, a cynical kind of. I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna stick my finger up the committee here and bench yeah, their player. What do you think, Trev? Uh, and uh, how nervous are you about my <laughs> my entire sanity is reliant on my ITK chums who are telling me that the journals are telling them that it's definitely going to be Sacco and, yeah. and, and Skirtle to start that's the season. And that's such a fucking shit thing to be reliant on, and yet I am. We should be more worried about Skirtle. We should be, we more, should be more, more worried about, about Skirtle. Skirtle. That's a very good yeah, fucking point. Fucking hell. The fact that th- this guy is... He has the voice captain hat. He's grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the voice captain hat, yeah. And like this guy is like our first centre-back, basically. Like, I could, like, Lovren and Sacco fight it out. Untouchable. But they're fighting it out to partner one of the worst defenders we've had in fucking ages. <laughs> Thank God for the Joe Gomez renaissance. I tell you that because it is only a matter of time before Skirt get. But we're going to be shit defensively, lads. Right, so mm, we may as well. Well, we are. Look at the way he's trying. To, look at the way we're going to play next season. Mm. He hasn't signed a defensive midfielder. He Doesn't signed the most to. attacking right back in the league. Right, he's got the most attacking yeah. left back in the league. Doesn't need to, but he is at least a right back. Yeah, he is at least a right back, you know, rather than a zombie. There is that. that you know. And you still think the midfield is grand the way it is, Phil? Do you? Just oh, that's great. You. <laughs> that's great. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's not being serious at all, is he? <laughs> no. I think because you you think it's going to be a nice little rotation thing where everybody's going to f- like eventually fill in fluidly. Uh, do you, look, do you think, think it's going to work? I think the first couple of games will probably be fucking tear your hair out when you see the selections. Right? Yeah, it'll be all over. And the then show. it'll settle down once he realizes that he could get the sack. Right. Okay. And then th- that's what's going to happen. But that's been terrible in the past because it's led to him picking the same shit team week in, week out with his shit favourites week in, week out. Listen, I, I, he's not going to get the sack. So he's not going to be no, 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 select- I, I, no. That's what I'm saying. But he knows he's not going to get. But the once sack. once the pressure comes on, then he'll make start making intelligent decisions, which is generally what he does. Right now, I'm hoping that the pressure's on now. I hope okay. that the pressure is on now so that he starts making intelligent decisions from the start season. Lovering aside, Lovering aside, right? Mm. And we've debated that. What selections is he making in pre-season that's making you think that he's going to make all these mad decisions? Like well, the midfield just, he's picking is the right midfield. Well, Alan and Lucas are in it, so it's not. But who's he going to pick instead? A, 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 a traffic cone? Anyone. I, do you know <laughs> what I mean? No, but like, seriously, who's he going to pick instead? You want to play Emery Jan, Emery Jan? No, I'd, I'd, so who's he going to play? I'd, I'd, I'd play roster there. Get, give him game time. Happy if. I'm fucking serious. Rostov's about four foot four with a bike. I don't give four. a shit. I get it. Don't give a look. We have two two lads there who are just not capable of playing there. Right. Well, so which which I wouldn't play the bad in now, Lucas and Alan. I thought. Well, I thought Lucas wasn't good at all in preseason. And Alan, every time I watched Alan, I wanted to kick him because he, he either fell over, he wasn't playing well, he just didn't play well in preseason. And I was just going. He did though. Jesus Christ, will we sell this fucker? Like, do you know what I mean? I'd just get rid of him because he's he's a nothing player. He, I, I, I was a fan of Alan, and I've looked at him, and I'm there going. You're not bringing anything. If you're going to play in this role as a defensive midfielder, you're not suited for it. You'll never be suited for it. So this is this is the stupidest decision ever, right? So, <laughs> ah, no, I I, I'm, I'm, but I will say, attacking wise, I think we're a lot better. Yeah. So I think we'll score a lot more goals, okay. which is important when we play against shit teams, because right. last year we played against shit teams and scored no goals. So you know, it's it's if we cannot concede the fifty goals we concede every season, but then we have a better season. You don't. You basically don't like Benteke, so where's where are all these goals coming from? Firmino, it's just gonna he's gonna hit twenty in his first season. You have, yeah. <laughs> have to. I don't <laughs> Listen, I mind. said last week, Benteke, if he scores fifteen to seventeen goals, I'll be I'll be happy with that. Yeah, nah, yeah, so would I. Yeah, I, I think I, that's I, a good, I'd happily I, eat my words if he came in. And I will that. I will take fifteen to seventeen goals. Benteke got eighteen in his first season, and it, so it is possible, right? So I'm I'm telling you now, so it is possible because <laughs> Mielski did it. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm 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 just saying, right, that if we get fifteen to seventeen goals out of out of Heskey, we'll be grand, right? Now, if if you get Firmino and he chips in with ten goals, be it from set pieces or whatever, that's a good return. You've still got storage to come back. I think Coutinho will get more goals as well this season. So I think attacking wise will actually be fine this year. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm just waiting until the intelligence of the de- the intelligence of the decision will be revealed as to who plays where. And I think the start of the season I don't think Firmino starts the start of the season because he's I think Lallana will start ahead of him. And I think you know when you look at the midfield, Lucas or Allen will start ahead of Chan because Chan hasn't been there for the whole preseason. I think those lads will come in gradually over the first couple of games, which is okay. the way it should be. Shouldn't be playing well, players not fit. Well, th- there's that bit, but like there's not playing players who aren't fully fit and then playing shit lads. And like I'd rather play, play a player who's eighty percent fit because they give you more than a shit lad. Well, I, I, I got to be honest. I'm obviously at the, the other end of the spectrum from Fennel because uh, I, I actually think that's the other end of a few spectrums. Yeah, from I actually think the. The shape and the system that we've played, you know, from a defensive perspective, is actually not pretty good in mm. preseason. Two mad moments aside, right? One in the first game when we conceded, where Lucas didn't track the ball, and one when Lover and a Skirtle had their, uh, <coughs> uh, you know, uh, walking dead moment. But the rest of the time, I actually think Henderson and Milner in midfield works really well with, with, with someone with them. So I think you could play that two ways. You either play with them two slightly deeper with Coutinho ahead of them, or you play them as attackers, which is what I think he'll do. Particularly looking at our fixtures, he's going to go. He's got to go away to Stoke on his first game. He's going to have to dog it a little bit. That's why Alan or Lucas is going to play but I think that's fine I think that'll okay. work are we worried about the lack of specialists maybe in midfield obviously we, we, I think everyone knows that the, the DM ship has sailed we're not buying one <laughs> we also don't seem to have a player who can kind of dictate games on his own with his passing we, we seem to be putting all our eggs in the these three lads can combine well and will play well basket there's so I don't much, think he's looking to play that way there's so much up in the air before this season because formation wise in terms of individuals coming into the team, more new lads that were reliant on hitting the yeah. ground running. You know the way Liverpool fans used to be famous for, you know, this could be our year. Yeah. I really think we could win the league this season. Have you heard this fucking podcast, have you? Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, we are all so scarred as humans. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. 
I'm just like, super it's like, it's like, it's, it's like a support that group in here. Cunt that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, I'm not. I'm just being honest. Look, it, it's just fears I have. I've just seen. <laughs> it's just, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some shit. <laughs> you're, you're coming out with stuff like the manager doesn't isn't going to make intelligent decisions until he feels the sack. That's fucking nonsense. Like, but know? that's what happened last He's year. Already decided the way he wants to play. It's already a bet. That has he though? Of course he has. He's played four three three in every single game. If 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 that's the case, then I'm on board. I I, I said it last week. If, yes, if that's the that's if that's the shape done. we're going to play, brilliant, right? If we turn up on the fourth if day of the, the shape season, we're going to play. That's fine. Apart from picking all the shit players, picking all the shit like, players, shit lads, shit lads. Seriously though, I can I I I I've, I've no issue. But I, I saw him play a certain shape last year in pre-season and didn't start the season with it. And, mm. and my worry is that every season we've started, we've started with a four two three one. Right, so no, that imagine playing that four three three all fucking summer, and then saying, "Right, first game of the season, we lock this down. We won't play this way. We can play that." That doesn't make any sense. Your issue in preseason last year was that he played four two three one in preseason and four two three one at the start of the season, and you don't like four two three one. So you didn't Not change the it. Players you just have. played a system you don't like. So he's Not playing this year have. a system that he has. But he has the players for it now, doesn't he? He has players for a four. It's easy. He's going to go in the first day against Stoke preseason talk. Remember what we did against the Thai Pepsi Cola All Stars. <laughs> Do that again, lads. But we've been it's a bit like a headless corpse, like you know, we've had no attacking threat really, you know. In terms that's of that's because we, we haven't gotten Big Ben into the team yet. It's only a matter of time. Watch it happen. I'm a fan of. Uh, Watch it happen. Tech. I think, I think he's going to be great. I think genuinely, he's generally, yeah. Fifteen to seventeen goals. I'm happy and sitting like a pig and shit. If he's got fucking fifteen goals, that is a hell of a return for his. I'm first telling season. you, fucking happy days. Happy him. Trev touched on, you know, just do what you did against the Thai Coke Eleven or whatever they were. So, <laughs> yeah. on that kind of subject, okay, the planets have aligned, okay, and Mark Lawrenson has taken a break from being a giant rabbit's minge, and he's actually made two <laughs> points, okay, two points that have actually resonated with Liverpool fans, well, sections of the fans. One of them is that he feels that our preseason hasn't been intense enough. He thinks there's been absolutely no competition. And I know we spoke last week that that's kind of good. Bang a few goals in, we're okay defensively. But he feels that with only two games left to go, two friendlies, I think they're, I think they're consecutive days Spending as well. Saturday and so Sunday, I guess. So it's basically just one round of frenzies, friendlies left. Frenzies. Yeah. <laughs> frenzies, yeah. <laughs> Lauro feels that we're nowhere near the level we should be. We're not really, are we? Are we? <laughs> at the moment. I have to say, it's wonderful that we have a Lauro watch section on this yeah, podcast. Exactly. I'm delighted to be returned to him. Look, basically, if Lauro's saying that, you should pretty much go the complete opposite way and take a lot of heart from that. So Lauro says we're fucked. I'm happy. What else did he say? Well, he, he also Said thinks that should, should shut the fuck up. Which is a bit difficult now. To be fair, that's actually a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal with this? I mean, every day... There are, he seems to do about three interviews I'll tell you what happened right Dave Thomas once said to us right so he's only done one or two interviews over, and it's just the same lines out of every interview ever since then he's been out every single day with a new just almost to, to spite Dave, you almost yeah. it's like I've got a direct line to fucking Lalana just to get up Dave Thomas's nose <laughs> I think that uh, just on the first point I think there is a well-established uh, theory that there is a fuck-all correlation between anything that happens in pre-season and the season you're about to have we beat we hammered Dortmund last year and we all thought we were going to win the league and look at the season we had there's no correlation between it the team the manager the fitness people they know what the best thing to do is and they I'm sure they structure the pre-season competition probably because we're in the Europa League and actually there is four Premier League games before the international this time rather than three or something yeah. like that or whatever it is and they probably figure that uh Playing a slightly lower class opposition, you know, working on fitness, working on technique, trying to integrate more players actually is more important than playing in the fucking Emirates Cup against. So what you're saying is that even though Laurel thinks we look a bit leggy, you're not worried. I just think that it's there is no we have no idea what a good preseason looks like to have a good season. I you know I, what what does that look like? There's it's no bullshit. correlation. Oh, no, to it. It, it is though. It's, it's bullshit. It is. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, Trav, your first point was the best. If he says it, think the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And on Lalana, personally, I'd love to hear more from him. Fucking weirdo. You would bring him home to Mam, you would. Okay, then there's a there's quite a few. We, we seem to have done most of our incoming business, but there's quite a few shits around that won't flush. And are we are we likely to flush these lads? Like what we're talking well, about. I think I think there's a few inevitabilities, right? We're, we're going to hear loads of stories about Balotelli and seven million quid, and then he'll go on loan on yeah. on transfer deadline yeah. day, yeah. Right? Yeah. or for free. For yeah. That kind of yeah. And the same will happen with Barini. 
Yeah. We'll probably get a hundred million bid for Barini and he won't want to go there and then he'll go out and loan to Sunderland or something on the last day, on the transfer deadline day. Lambert looks to be on his way. Yeah. If they can just get him out of training. <coughs> because he just won't go. He's working no, he's, he's, he's working his way from one side of the pitch to the other. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be there on Wednesday. He's, he's still doing the laps from the first session. He, he just he just needs the fabled full preseason under his belt. And That's, all. Flying. That's all. That's um, all. Andre Wisdom has gone on loan to Norwich. What do we make of this? Because he I, had just signed a new deal, hadn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I don't think he's going to have a future at the club. He does not clearly. Do if he if he did, he'd be staying this year. Yeah, because you know we should be needing him for cover. And he's not. Yeah, big Joe Gomez claims the you know, victim without even playing a match. Andre Wisdom is one of those players that we'll always make money on, right? Because he's English, he plays centre half, he's kind of a good defender, he's been around a couple of clubs. I think we're getting 1.5 million as a loan fee. Yeah, which um, is brilliant. You know, if we'd sold him, we would have probably only sold him for 1.5 million yeah. before he signed the contract. Yeah. If we get 1.5 million this season, and he does and well. sell him yeah. for 2 million, yeah. that's 3.5 million. But he clearly exactly has no future at the club. He clearly no, he's, has ne- no. he's not good enough. No. He, he was never good enough. No. You know? And someone made a great point to me that on Twitter that uh, I was thinking maybe we might get three or four million for him but who's this James Chester has gone for something like eight million so yeah. I don't know maybe, maybe we'll get if he has a good season yeah. in Norwich some, some player from fucking Hull yeah. if he has a good season in Norwich or something like that then you'll get four or five million for him you know his price will go yeah look uh, again you know and best of luck to him as well but, but we do, we, mean, genuinely, because yeah, yeah. he he did well for the for the twenty ones and stuff like that, and you don't want to see a fella just go down the tubes either. Like you know what I mean? You know, no, it's, it's, and he he seems to be a nice bloke in terms of the the stuff that's that you've seen him around the press. And it's a shame, like but they've so. obviously made a judgment on him. They yeah. clearly have. The inter- I think I think the Alori one will be interesting. Yeah, I think he's this is his make or break. Yeah, time he, he seems to be having the kind of the time Wisdom had last year where he, he yeah. kind of needs to break into the he team. He needs to get into the team and Teixeira as well. Like Everyone thinks like, oh, Teixeira's only a kid breaking through but what's he, 20, 23 20, 20, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like it, it's make or break for him as I well. I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think it I think it's just too many players in front of him. I just think, you know, he's not, it's a bit, he's, not a, he's not quick enough, he doesn't score enough goals, he's just, he can't play in that front three and Ilori, I just don't think he's ever going to get the chance. I just think he, the manager doesn't fancy him. He's never. It's, it's just never going to. But w- will we be lucky enough to move on all three of the lads that you mentioned at the start? That's the big question. And Bal- like Balotelli, we kind of went into the market saying, okay, Balotelli can go for half of what we paid for yeah. him. And it was, I think it's the Santoria chairman that's come out and said, no, we're not going to. You can reduce that again. Oh, he's been he's been a cheeky fucker. Well, like. I, I don't think so. I think, and I've seen people going mental, going, oh, those Italian clubs, you know, they're always trying to drive the price down. Yeah, of course. Like, that's what they're trying yeah. to do. Just, we because it, right? <laughs> Just because we're crap at it, right? Just because we're crap at driving, we're not paying twenty two and a half million for Benteke. We're not paying twenty two and a half million for Benteke. Okay, we pay twenty. There's only six weeks in the window. Left. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Quick before they close the shop. Got the Austin Powers steamroller yeah. coming towards. Us. <laughs> oh, and the worst ever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if I've been taking. Oh, Jesus, lad! <laughs> get the facts out! Yeah. There's only six weeks left and absolutely nobody else wants to buy it. <laughs> Quick, get it. But uh, the Balotelli thing, I think Andy made a good point on, uh, I don't know if it was on the pod or on Twitter when he was like, you know, for all year, right, we've heard how, how great Balotelli is and how Rogers has mishandled him, yeah. right? And how really Balotelli's better than Benteke, you know, and we should just be working on... But, Where's all the smart managers then? Yeah. Rogers is such a bad manager. Where's all the smart managers that actually, if they just treated him right and just were nice to Balotelli, mm-hmm. he'd actually be a really great player. Exactly. Why are the only clubs that want him are uh, two promoted clubs in uh, going from Serie B to Serie A and Sampdoria who want him for free? Yeah, truth be told, one of one of Brendan's strengths, whether you like him or rate him or not, is his man management. And if he can't get anything out of your man, then. You know, it's 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 not a great sign. It's just it's another stick to beat Rogers with. Yes, is that, yeah. you know he hasn't been able to get anything out of Balotelli. Well, where the fuck are all? Where's Mancini coming in for a ten million pound bid? <coughs> you know, and at, at the end of the day, this is I think it's the third summer in a row where a club is dying to see the back of Balotelli. Exactly. So, and then Milan just barely got rid of him last year because we came in. Yeah, yeah despite, he's clearly despite, a talented kid, but yeah. there's clearly bigger issues there than than what we see on a football pitch, like you know. Okay, then um, Liverpool apparently have come third in a survey of sort of the biggest bollocks club in England behind United and Chelsea. What do we make of that, dude? Grant. <laughs> Grant. I, like, do you know, who cares? It's okay. fucking, seriously, it's like, what club do you hate? <laughs> Fuck off, right? Who fills in a survey about what club you hate? I know, who fills in I know. surveys? Imagine being the type of cunt that fills in a survey on the mirror about which club you hate. Like, I, just imagine I, that like, I picked Chelsea. 
Right? Are you coming down the road, Dave? <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. I've got, I've got something to do first. I'm having a work in lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some surveys I need to fill in about, you know, clubs that I hate. It's, how, a, it's how is a, Stoke not at the top there? Like, genuine, it must be not Stoke fans who fucking feel it. Is. <laughs> Unless you're playing a club, do you ever think about other clubs? Unless you're playing them that weekend, does it ever cross your mind to hate other clubs? It just... No. Like, I, I don't, I don't. I, it's... it's there is well, you hate Liverpool enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you haven't got space for it. Though. It was a survey of one. Chelsea, <laughs> <laughs> and fucking throw Liverpool in there as well. Yeah. I hate you for what you've done to me. <laughs> Dave was just F5 in it all. I think that's basically it, other than Trippers chats, is it? What about the roof trucks? Yeah, you forgot the roof, bro. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's talk about the roof. Hang on, hang on, I'll tear up and I'll let that bit out. So, sounds like you're having for that. He's not a chance. Fucking cunt. So, we're talking about the roof, are we? Well, you have to You have to talk about the roof. Did you not see the pictures? Who cares about the roof? They put the truss on. Did you not see it? Oh, we never talked about our new shit Brazilian name. Alan, fuck that shit. Alan, Bob, Phil, Luke, us. No, but look, you know, it's Firmino and it's fucking Coutinho. Alan. Well, no, come on! But you said this in the... It is Alan Rodriguez de Souza. It's still all their first names. Yeah. Alan, Bob, Phil and Lucas. But, no, but they don't go by fucking Bob and Phil. They go by fucking deadly names. <laughs> and in this it could land, be worse, it could be Fred. Remember Brazil playing in the World Cup with Fred of Fred, yeah. Fred. There was another one even worse again, but Alan's bad. Alan is bad, yeah. For a Brazilian, I'd say, is he, is he good or? Douglas, was it? Or Howard? He's. Howard Daducos. Is Alan supposed to be good? He or? is an 18 year old and he's potential half a million move from SC Internacional. Which means he'll get loaned out and then sold in two years to Porto. I don't know a whole lot about it. Benfica or something. Well, no, look, in fairness, look, it's not his fault that that's his name. Like, it's obviously his parents' fault. They need to take a look, long look at themselves in the mirror. And my dad, you don't like people called Alan at all, no? <laughs> or is it just Brazilians? <laughs> I don't like a Brazilian. Every Brazilian should have a cool name. Let's be honest about it. I grew up with Brazilians. There wasn't like a fucking Alan in the 86. And the eight. fact that they tend to be given a lot of names and he's picked Alan out. I know, yeah. Like, like he has Rodriguez de Souza. Had you just put the Souza on it, you yeah. would have been saying, I'm on, I'm on board for that. Or Rodriguez yeah. beyond that. Alan. Alan, yeah, he's gone for that one. Fair play to him. Fair enough. Okay. As, as long as you're a nice the, fella, I'm happy. Like, you know. The roof trust is the, this is the big the news of the week. Was some crack, the the roof it? trust. This was absolutely brilliant. Riveting stuff. Oh, <laughs> get out! Get out! Hey. Hey. I've just sealed the deal. I don't have to present another pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually quite literally going to leave now and go for a piss. That is terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. Dave, you wanted to talk about the roof trust. What, what, what did you have to say to yeah, us? Yeah, Dave. I feel like they've made up the word trust. <laughs> That's my, that was my big thing about it. I was like, have I seen that word before? I don't think I have. They just made that up. To, like it's a branded thing. We're going to find out in a month. It's going to be like trust sponsored by Dr Pepper. You know, getting it. I've just never heard that word. But I don't give a fuck. I literally yeah, there was a bit. There was a bit much made of it. They were nearly asking it what a thought of this thing was. And the Suarez quote. You know, it was leaning on something. It's got a scarf draped over. I couldn't give a fuck. But, like, right, the, the, but the build up to it. I know. Basically, it was like, look at this amazing. And they're putting the thing on the top. Yeah, well, it's a giant hunk of metal being put on a bigger hunk of metal. Yeah, we've, we've, all we've, all, we've all lived in Dublin for the last God knows how many years, so seeing something lifted by a crane is not exactly, <laughs> you know, news to us. Like, it's just shit. Who cares? When the stand is finished, the only thing I like, the only thing I like about it is that it prompts a whole um, like stadium. Uh, debate on Twitter between like fans who have season tickets, fans who don't have season tickets. It's not going to be big enough. It's going to be too big. We should have gone to New York. You know, that's too many conferences. Quite fun to watch all that happen. But in fairness, like, I suppose given that we probably won't sign any more players for for the rest of the window, it does allow us now to have naming rights rumors because they will have to replace <laughs> the player signing yes. rumors. And they have started. They started They've tonight, started, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uredo are back in. Uredo. I remember the last time they were back in and they said, look, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, this, is, this That's is another most... made-up name as well. <laughs> Sponsored by Joe Gomez. making up words. Joe Gomez trusts an Uredu. Yeah. <laughs> Never even fucking heard of it. One thing I've forgotten, the departures. Barini apparently has been linked with Aston Villa. Aston Villa, we've heard the story about today. Yeah. Are we ever, we're like, he's impossible, he's impossible to get rid of. They I don't know, but that, that seems to be the dream team. Tactics. Tactics. They started just trying to replace... Um, Voice and Benteke with Adebayor and Barini. That's wonderful. 
Isn't that, it's basically the same thing, isn't it? Replace who? Vyman. Vyman. Vyman, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you said Vice. He did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, name. That's, that's, that's the one edit you'll do on the pod. <laughs> get rid of that. I do right. Vyman. I mean, if you were a football manager, what would you have David Judge Barini on? I mean, His movement. But, like, he had Hashtag half a good movement. season at Sunderland. I mean, what the fuck else has he done? Like, you know? I mean, I don't even know how you'd make it. He's going to be another last minute. Player. Yeah. Exit and there's going to be loans all over yeah. the fucking place because people want to have something to cry about and they can cry about that. What's left in his contract? He, he probably, probably is there one year? We'll probably do it cleverly. Remember United just let cleverly go on loan, <laughs> but, but but I've only one year left in my contract. Just fuck just off. Fuck <laughs> <go>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think he'd. Uh, I think you're saying the Premier League dog Barini. I think he seems he'd to be doing to well too. I think he's, I, I genuinely think he's more suited to the Italian league. There's a, an awful lot of Italian strikers are suited only to the, the Italian league. The man Immobile is, is another one. He went off to Dortmund it was a complete flop, right? Yeah. And it works grand for the type the type of football that an awful lot of Italian teams play, where it's all really tight and you look for a fellow with movement and they're able to get through balls into many scores goals. And I think he'll do well in the Italian league. I don't see how he does well in the Premier League because he yeah, he's a bit of a out. he's a bit of a Filippo and Zaghi that was dropped on his head or something as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That that's about that's kind of sums him up a bit. Like there's there's nothing outside the box, and there's not much inside the box that he does either. It doesn't really score many goals. Yeah, but we like we are not getting rid of him for any amount of money. If he this was English, he'd be the most hated player at the club. <laughs> it's only because he's Italian that again it's Rogers' bad man. But like, again, I think the gas thing is we've all just completely forgotten Enrique is there, or we've all just accepted that Enrique is going nowhere and will spend his whole summer and his whole winter either on holidays. Or just buzzing around. He Melbourne literally can't be kept anyway. Can he? Yeah. Could, could he be kept again this season? No, there's, there's, there's four there. players we have to set, we have to get rid of. Four players that and can't be there at the start. Of the, the, the season. three Enrique, Balotelli, Lambert, and Barini. Um, yeah. And to be fair to Lambert, at least Another. he looks like he's willing to go. Yeah. Once he gets once he gets across the pitch. Once he gets across the pitch, that's that then. I think. Hello, this is Ronnie Whelan here, and you're listening to Tripper Chats. Unbelievable stuff. You asked me anything about Liverpool FC, I will answer that immediately. I'm an encyclopedia. As you know, I played for Liverpool in the 1980s, won many trophies, played with the likes of Kenny Dagleach, Graeme Sunez. Oh, what, what a team we were. We were just unbelievable. Anyway, Tripper Chats. Some Tripper Chats have come in then on Twitter. Um, Jalek asks, What are your predictions for the biggest disappointment of next season? I'd say Phil probably has about 17 predictions, so... <laughs> <laughs> if you'll fucking spit one out. So we're, we're talking about Liverpool, I take it? Yeah. Mm. What do you think is going to be the biggest disappointment of the season? I think United will win the league. Oh, really? That, that's a fucking... Yeah. That's a horror show. That would I be mean, disappointing, I, I, all right, I'll give you I'm that. I'm trying to... I think that, that would kill me because we were above them and so far ahead of them. But... If they, if they do two other signings, a centre back and a forward, they could win the league. That's a monstrous improvement, though. That's basically our thirteen fourteen season. They have to have only they have to go all the way and win it. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying you think that would be like though? the biggest. Yeah, I, that would be my either that or like I just I did joke like Firmino won't work out. Like the one sign in the oh, end was like even, so excited about. Don't even say. <laughs> and he was settled. Did you not he, see his Rabona pass? He ended up being like Lamella, you know. Everyone was so excited when Spurs signed him, and he did fuck all. Like, Trev, tell me your fears. Speak um, to me. My biggest fear, genuinely, is that Hendo won't work out as captain and might go into himself a little bit in terms of disappear for yeah. off the off the, f- off the form scale a bit. That's a worry for me. But I'm not going to say any of the new boys. I'm going to just blindly, stupidly hope they'll all be brilliant. On the plus side about Henderson, he seemed to have his bollocks out in pre-season. The other Rabona passes, the nutmeg. Listen, don't get me wrong, I I rate the guy massively, Mm. higher than most people, but that would be a terrible disappointment for me. It's a fear. You you mentioned fear. It's not that it's going to happen. You're just just worried about what would actually be a really gutting thing to happen. I think Daniel Sturridge's fitness is going to be the biggest disappointment of the season. Yeah. That's a shout as well. I don't think it's going to be as disappointing as last season. I don't know. I think... Some players are just fucking cursed when it comes to injuries, and there's still an. I still love the fella, mm. I, and I want to. See, I want oh, to see him. Amazing. I want to see him at the 13, 14 level, and I'm so looking forward. Like you're hearing that he's stronger than he has been, and yeah. you know this. This is sorted him out, and he's and when he comes back, he'd be better than he ever was, and mm. his pace is there, and all this type of stuff it is. And you're just going, yeah, come away from him. I remember last year, and you could see that he wasn't right when he came back. Yeah. 
and the fucking was just the 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 the, the life of me drained out. And going, Jesus, we're fucked. I think that killed season. a lot of people's hope. But ideal situation <coughs> is that Benteke's hammer and goes yeah. in, and your man can take his time coming. But do you remember back? when Sturridge comes back as a plus? As a plus, imagine that. Back, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you remember Jared had like uh, two, three seasons where he just couldn't like groin injury after groin injury, and then that somebody went and got it fixed and actually came back. I'm hoping that they've. He's not just fit as in recovered from an injury, but they've sorted out the root cause whatever the fuck it mm, yeah. is. Because yeah. a fully fit Sturridge. One of the signings, one of our signings is going to be absolute dog shit. Like. No, half yeah, of them are going to be. <laughs> no, 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 no. Half aren't going to work out. Well, right. if you had to roll the dice, who would you go for? I think Klein. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'd be worried about that as well. I've, I've seen a few things in pre-season, but then again, like it's pre-season, so I don't, I don't want to say that that's how it's going to mm. land, right? But I just think... I've seen a couple of things where he was the wrong side of players all the time and I'm there going to myself you know you don't get punished in pre-season maybe it's just getting up to speed in the whole lot mm. I'm hoping that the recovery pace is, is, is good enough to get him out of those situations mm. Mm. but I don't, I don't want to say that he's going to be do you know that way? Of the signings I think <coughs> Origi is probably the one that worries me the most he looks the least polished in terms of mm. but I think uh, he could be a very good player I think his movement is very good I, I don't know I don't know <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to write them off but like there's basic stuff do you know what I mean there's there's like some basic stuff that hopefully we can work on and bring out of him he's definitely got a lot of raw attributes mm. but there's some basic stuff he's, he basically looks exactly the way we thought he would he like he looks like a player that could go either way yeah. which is like which is what we were told it also like, proves that we were right not to bring him back when everyone was having a fucking heart attack in January, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. just bring Origi back it's like no he's not ready Like I have a couple of mild fears for the season like the first one like Jose Mourinho probably won't fall off a roof or anything like that he'll probably survive the whole season <laughs> that is secondly um I am. I'm. I'm going to go with the big one, the obvious one. I'm worried about Benteke because, ah. like, 32 million and, like, I, I, I've said before as well. I'm not happy with the fact that Ings is like you know an Origi like punt. So like, if if Benteke doesn't hit the ground running, we're fairly fucked. I think up front. Yeah. So that that would be my kind of sort of worry, but we'll see. I don't want to like. I don't want to fucking keep putting the but like dig having a dig at him, but. <laughs> but you're I'm, gone anyway. But I, but I am. I'll just get that in there. I am quite worried. I'm quite worried. Quite worried. <laughs> right, so then, some non-football ones then. Sweets off Twitter wants to know, Steven Seagal flying Blue Thunder versus Jean-Claude Van Damme flying Airwolf. Who wins? It's okay. fucking Blue Thunder every this, day of the week. This, this comes back to like the conversation last week. Yeah. I'm aware that Airwolf is a helicopter. That's correct. Okay, I don't know what the fuck Blue, Blue Thunder is. Blue is a helicopter as well. Yeah. And they're both from shit 80s TV. <laughs> Stupid fuckhead. <laughs> so, Stupid fuckhead. Basically. Greatest generation shit, for television ever. The greatest decade for TV, according to Phil, because... Magnum PI. <laughs> what the Magnum fuck is wrong PI with you? Changed the landscape of detective. <laughs> 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 That's exactly. It changed the landscape of detective. Actually, I want to hear. I want to hear how. How did it change the landscape? If it wasn't for Magnum PI, what? there'd be no true detective. No, nope. wouldn't have happened. Of course, you can see the you wire. See where it is, the you wire wouldn't see, have happened. You can see the logical progression yeah, from Magnum PI. Yeah. Up until then, it was all <laughs> trench coats and fucking Hill Street Blue and fucking Columbo and all that bollocks. Magnum comes along there's colour there's a Ferrari there's, there's a bit of drama there was Hawaii yeah, 5 15 years before no, Magnum no, no, no. it's the same fucking no, no, show no, no, Jimmy McNulty did go around on a Hawaiian shirt to be yeah. fair yeah. didn't he Hawaiian shorts were in he had a Ferrari you know, it was all, and there was voices in his head. So there was that sort of, you know, mental problems going on. Mm. Then he was having flashbacks to Vietnam. Listen to me, Magnum PI is immense, and he had a tash. So you're it's not, shite. You're not, it's not shite, man. It's not shite. It's not shite. Well, Just was... because you had to watch fucking HTV Kimru, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> and it was in Welsh, and it was some fucking Norman Price fucking doing yeah, Magnum's because, voice. Because Irish TV in the 80s was fucking legendary. But it's <laughs> we watched Irish fact, TV. I mean, fact, yeah. yeah, bollocks. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. we have reeling in the ears, me. I yeah. know, I've watched it. Gabriel Bourne was on air television fucking then, so stick that. What did you have? Gabriel what did you have? Bourne. Yeah. And go into the west of where the hell's called, too. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to present here and lay down the law, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Blue Thunder and Airwolf. What are the attributes here? Like, what are the differences? Airwolf who, who was, was a one? clearly superior machine. Yeah, one was, was, a, machine. One was a military helicopter, which was Airwolf, Airwolf, and Blue Thunder was a police helicopter, which didn't yeah. have military capability. But this is a so Blue, got, Blue Thunder has Steven Seagal. Seagal in it. <laughs> no. so, so, Seagal could, be out, could have a model helicopter and he would win. Basically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. For yeah. fuck's sake. Jean-Claude okay. Van Damme. Come fly. on. Jean-Claude Van Damme be drunk. 
But Coors Light, come on. You'd be doing the splits. Yeah. I'd be messing around up there. So Gallagher just put his hand out the window and do something to, the, to Airwolf and that pure Sharknado moment. <laughs> <laughs> just going on. Seagal had pulled a pistol off Airwolf that Airwolf didn't know he even had. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yeah. We've got another one here from Mark Shanley. How he is? Nice start. Hi, hey, Mark. How's the tricks? <laughs> what is your all-time favourite WWF finishing move and oh, who would you like wrestle. to inflict it on? Now, fairness, I, I appreciate yeah. this one because he Wrestling used WWF. Out, so, oh, so that's like 80s. Yeah. So I, I, I actually appreciate all the shit 80s finishing moves. So even the notorious Hulk Hogan's leg, figure, what, leg drop, like that was just, he basically just shit. ran across the oak, right? And then fell onto a fella and your yeah. man was dead. With his leg? With his leg. Okay. Well, he had to hulk up first. He had to hulk up first, yeah. Hulk up, throw him against Hulking the ropes, wrestling. big boot into the face, oh. then a leg drop. And then oh. the leg drop. Say something racist. <laughs> Absolutely flatten someone. Uh, the choke slam as well is ridiculous because basically they get the other fella to jump up into the air and land on his back. Hold on. The best are you trying to pick out which wrestling moves are ridiculous from the ridiculous <laughs> part that's made up and scripted and ridiculously acted? But, but, you, so think, but you think one of, the, one of the moves is ridiculous? It's slightly more no, ridiculous. Saying, the shittest ones are the best ones because like, they're just absolutely ridiculous. But if you mean what the actual best one was, it was the Perfect Plex by Mr. Perfect. Oh, holy okay. fuck, what was that? It was kind of a suplex thing where he threw the guy over his shoulder and was arched on his back. Took yeah. a lot of technique. What was his name? Mr. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Okay, he's actually was. dead. Yeah. Sounds brilliant. Kurt Henning is his name. Was his name? Mm. But he's dead. Good on him. Harry Sethi says, "If you had to form a WWE, oh, he goes for WWE." Not See, now that's that's, uh, that's, that's modern day, he's modern day stuff. Seven. West Coast, he's young, young pup. Yeah. If you had to go, if you had to form a WWE tag team with a footballer of your choice, who what was the Ultimate Warriors finishing move? He used to shake the ropes. Yeah, and just jump jump off the top. So basically. Against the ropes, knock him down, and then a big splash. Harry's question is easily yeah. answered. It's don't, it's, don't, don't worry, it, Harry. I'll read out your question here again so everyone <laughs> can actually fucking it's, hear it's it. It's Mama Sacco. You yeah, and Mama Sacco. He's who you want to form with. with, with every fucking time. And Colo Torre, because you always need the funny lad in the tag team. So, so Colo will do most of the Can three you have three in the tag team? No, the two. You said Mamo Sacco. No, no you have you to with, you You're with. in it with him. I'd be, the, I'd, be, I'd be the pallbearer I'd just fucking stand there what I'd do is I'd form a tag team with uh, Fabio Barini and then I'd turn heel on him and I'd join <laughs> join Trevor and Sacco and we'd all kick this shit out of him <laughs> but his movement would get him over <laughs> no, exactly yeah. I, ha- I, hashtags flying off the Brenzy hashtag <laughs> Right, David Hartree says, does Brenzy find it morally repugnant that Harry Kane doesn't use his time warp powers for good? Who wouldn't? I mean, this guy... <laughs> oh, actually, this that's guy, my biggest disappointment, that United didn't say Harry Kane. That's a good show. Actually. I that fucking... Oh, I got it. Brilliant. 25 still million. still time. He could, yeah, he could yeah. end up... And a, a nice panic boy, but, like, uh, yeah, well... I mean, he's got Psychomantis's powers, and all he does <laughs> is, like, score, you know, kind of fucking annoyingly shy goals with it. This is all he does. Like... Well, I suppose he makes a nice living out of it. He could rob banks or something. So he, he could do he could do worse stuff with it. But yeah, he's been a bit of a bollocks. Like he, he could kind of he could save he could save people from being murdered mm. with this. <laughs> you know, like like some some fellas some fellas in an alley is about to stab you, and suddenly he's stumbling to the side. And he doesn't really know why. He turns out <laughs> Harry Kane's behind him with his underpants on the outside of his shorts. Going, oh, not today! <laughs> not today! Kane. With, with his voice, <laughs> not today. Do you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a bit strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sean McCarvel on Twitter says craft beer, pulled pork, and everything. Burrito shops. Oh, this is going. This might not go this down. Go bad, yeah, <laughs> What's the next hipster craze likely to take over? He's calling mm. you a hipster bastard. You and your burritos. Yeah, sorry, man. Oh, I haven't got into the pulled pork bit though. Nah, pulled no, pork in a bap. Pulled pork in a bap. It's fucking ever. No, I haven't, haven't, haven't indulged. Have you? What about craft beer? You're a beer wanker, aren't you? Yeah, but I haven't got into the craft. There's the craft beer. You go and for the import, and then it's just the imported like stuff that you get. I'm not really arsed about the beer. You're going for the hipster, the hipster look these days with your quiff that you're developing. And you try the beard as well, fella. You, 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 you push those two things together. You're in he's dangerous, head, dangerous hipster. He's left the headband at home today. Thank fuck. Oh, thank fuck. I don't headbands. Get, I don't get the craft beer thing. Like you know, it's like. <clears throat> I remember a comedy routine years ago about like non-alcoholic lager. It's like it's not like lager is a is a tasty thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like it's, it's craft beer is the same. Like why would you eat, you know you see like wankers in pubs going, mm, yes, nutty, nice. It's like no, you drink it to get drunk. Like who gives a yeah. f- you want it to you taste think, as nice as possible? I think I think it's time sweatbands made a comeback. 
you know, on the wrist. Yeah. Because they're very, like... Like, like the Beyond Bogue look. Okay, yeah, they're functional yeah. and they are quite attractive. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know about the attractive bit, <laughs> but I just think it's the type of thing that could latch on. So Trev, you definitely you know, have sweatbands, don't you? I do have sweatbands, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I do have sweatbands. Not just for running either. No, I, have ri- wear, I, I actually have wrist ones that I used to wear when I was a tennis wanker. I'm <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure you wore one into here before, didn't you? A wrist, a sweatband. Get yeah. the fuck no, out of that. No, uh, he had sleeveless... Um, What's called like glove sleeves, you know, where no, I, it's I, like a sleeve and a glove be the next all together. Down yeah. in a few years, I was the first one. Thing <laughs> sleeves. Yeah. Sleeve in a glove, yeah, yeah glove, oh, and glove, and sleeve. Sleeve. glove and a sleeve, yeah, yeah. glove and a sleeve, yeah, glove and a sleeve or sweatpants. Trevor's already kicked this. I off. did I, actually no, I did have a leather cuff once, and I took I made a mistake of taking a, a photo of myself with a glass of wine, going fuck you guys, and all they saw was the leather cuff, and I was a wanker for months after it. <laughs> that went badly. Yeah, Trev's so, also done blazer and zippy jumper, which is which I thought yeah. was, a, was a nice combination. Which, which is a new one. Basically, yeah, basically. So this, so keep, <laughs> keep an eye on Trev's Facebook just, just <laughs> because if you want to know what the next Trev is, is, Trev is setting the trend. Trev, Trev is the hipster. Oh my, I tried to talk about you. The hipster, Trev hipster. is that wanker. <laughs> For sake. Admin. www.astropark.ie Your day trippers tonight were Dave Thomas, Stephen Daly. Phil Casey, Trev Downey, and myself, Dan Roberts. <laughs> Martin Steinbeck says, "Did you ever have? Did you ever have a false friend accident in public when you want to fart but crap your pants instead?" Uh, no. <laughs> oh, you fucking! <laughs> I've never had one in public. But remember, I was saying. I think I think I told you it was on WhatsApp, like about. <laughs> probably about five months ago I had you know the runs or whatever and like at first the, the first one it happened to me twice the first was when I didn't know I had the runs and I thought it was just fart and I was like is that is that come out has it and I, yeah it was like that was horrific but then it was like you know I'd taken you know medicine gone to the doctor and all and everything seemed to be grand and I was sitting there playing on the playstation and it just happened again like you know I had been farting like all day and everything seemed to be okay everything seemed to be okay everything but seemed to be working all right and then it just everything stopped. seemed to be set <laughs> but yeah no everything wasn't okay so that's all so the answer to that is yes www.admin admin fuck off this podcast is brought to you by progressive are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days drivers who save by switching to progressive save over 700 dollars on average and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up a little off your rate each month goes a long way get a quote today at progressive.com progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates national annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020 potential savings will vary discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations Two days only, this Friday and Saturday. Earn a 25-cent Hy-Vee Fuel Saver discount for every $50 you spend. The more you spend, the more you save. Spend $100, get 50 cents off per gallon of gas. $150, get you 75 cents off per gallon. And spend $200 and save a dollar per gallon of gas. Get a 25-cent fuel saver for every $50 you spend, this Friday and Saturday. Only at Hy-Vee. Sports Social Podcast Network.